You are listening to the Daily Roundup here as part of the Reality Steve podcast. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in on this Friday. Let's talk about it. What went down yesterday with Clayton on Nick Vial's podcast? There's a lot to discuss here, and we're going to break it all down as much as we can. The interview was two hours. I could do a two-hour podcast just on that interview alone. I'm not going to really go into all of that. I'm going to do kind of an overview of everything and hit on some things about it that maybe some people weren't familiar with, and then obviously talk about the obvious, and we'll get to all that momentarily. So when I listened to it yesterday morning, I listened to the audio. I didn't watch the video. I don't, no need to. I heard the whole podcast. And what I'll say is the first hour of that podcast, I mean, Clayton didn't come on until the 20-minute mark, but in the first hour that they spoke, it was basically from when Clayton was retelling uh, the story and talking about everything. Clayton, in that first hour, was essentially talking from May 20th, their night of the hookup, if not going back a, a, a few um weeks before that when she first contacted him. So from their first contact, which I believe was a couple weeks before May 20th, May 20th was the first night he saw her. That was the night they hooked up till about July. Like they spent an hour on those first two months. Now, you know, Dave and I, when we've been covering this stuff, we obviously didn't start covering it until September when Laura Owens came out and gave an interview to the sun and that's when it became a public story, and that's when we've covered it from. So the people who have been following Dave and I, maybe those first, that first hour of the podcast was a little interesting for you because it had been stuff that we hadn't gotten a lot of details about. Like we knew that she had hit him up on LinkedIn, and we knew they had a hookup on the night of May 20th, but Clayton obviously went into some serious graphic detail of what that hookup was on May 20th. And... You know, I mean, I the whole time I'm listening to this, I'm just visualizing what is Laura Owens doing right now? Like, this is a woman who is trying to shut down message boards from talking about her, and all message boards are doing is giving their opinion on public court records. Here is the guy that she has been involved with, quote-unquote, for the last eight months finally speaking out in detail on a two-hour interview versus Clayton just saying basic stuff. Because every time Clayton even said anything to a news outlet, like in the very first initial Sun story, Clayton said, never had a sexual relationship with this woman. These are all lies. That's all I got to say. And then I think he's released a statement here and there. He went on Driving with Dave, talked about it a little bit, but couldn't have all of it released. Dave's going to release the stuff he couldn't release uh, this upcoming weekend. But you know what I'm saying? Like, every time he's even said one thing, Laura is firing off an email to me or Dave or Clayton saying how wrong he is, and he's a liar, and this is what happened. <laughs> I can only imagine what went through her brain yesterday listening to two hours of him tell the story. And, you know, the thing is, she's not allowed to contact Clayton. She's also not allowed to contact Dave Neal. So that leaves only one person left that might hear from her, and that's me. Um, I doubt she will. I Because, I, look, 
if she does, we already know what she's going to say. She's going to say, oh, my gosh, Clayton told so many lies in that, and here's this, and here's that. And she's going to be like, shut up. I don't care. No, he didn't. Obviously, Clayton has his story, and you have yours. Like, See, that's why you can't reason with somebody who's batshit crazy. Because if I go back, and let's just say Laura emailed me, okay? Let's just say Laura emails me and says, Steve, this is all lies because he said this on the podcast when it was really this. And then he said this, and then it was really this. And then he said this, and it was really this. I'd be like, Laura, this is no different. All you're doing is telling your side of the story. You're saying that happened. Okay, where's your proof? What? How am I, if it's just the two of you, how am I supposed to know? But if she says it, it's 100% true. If someone else says something that happened between them, oh, he's the one that's lying. I think one of the most fascinating things about all of this, and if you listened to the podcast yesterday, it was amazing hearing the emotional and mental manipulation that this woman put Clayton through because basically he didn't want to see her after a hookup one night. They hooked up. She gave him two blowjobs. He told her the next day he doesn't think it's going to work and she starts crying in the car. Immediate, immediate red flag. Saying we th- she thought we had something between them? What? You hooked up one night. Like, come on. Especially for someone who's been so experienced with, like, billionaires who she claims in court records she's dated before, or in the email she sent to her mother that her mother forwarded on to Clayton, claims she's dated a billionaire, claims she's dated a country music singer, claims she's dated a former Olympian, and she's getting all butthurt because Clayton told her one day later, actually very maturely, you know, look, I made a mistake. That shouldn't happen. And she starts crying? Anyway. Um, but just... It just you listen to that and you listen to that first hour of all the emotional manipulation and the emails that she sent him. Everything was followed up. Everything that she says to him is followed up with. Why aren't you giving us a chance? Why aren't you giving us a chance? I think we'd be good together. And it's like, could you fucking imagine if this was the other way around? Could you imagine? And I'm not even saying Clayton and Laura the other way around. I'm just saying a guy the other way around doing this to a woman, how quickly police would be on this case and police would be saying, absolutely, you stay 500 yards away from this woman. She's told you no a hundred times. She has said she he, she doesn't want to be in a relationship with you. And the guy's continuing to hound her with text messages and emails. I know we can be together. I know we'd be great together. It would scare the shit out of any woman, as it should. And it would have been over and done with, and there would have been a restraining order, and that guy wouldn't be able to send peep to her. But yet this woman has been able to continually send Clayton stuff when he has sent her numerous stuff in return of, I don't want to be with you, I don't want to date you, I don't want anything to do with you. She tells the story about how Clayton spoke to her mother, and her mother chimed in with, be a man, Clayton, you need to step up. I think you would be good for my daughter. Why don't you give her a chance? What is wrong with this Owens family that they cannot take no for an answer? It's just clear as day. He's made his, we've seen the emails. You heard him on the podcast yesterday. The guy made it perfectly clear after a one night hookup, he wanted nothing to do with her. He didn't want to date her. And this woman could not take no for an answer. 
and apparently neither could her mother. What the fuck kind of mother says that? Are you kidding me? A guy comes to you and says, look, I don't want to be with your daughter. Step up, be a man. And and I'm not talking about the pregnancy part of this. I'm talking about she still was fighting for her daughter when he's like, look, I don't want to be with her. This man said no to Laura Owens God knows how many times. And yet all she does is pester him with emails. You need to do this. You need to step up. If you don't do this, I'm taking abortion pills or I'm going to have the baby. But if you date me, I won't. I'll take abortion pills and we can move through this. I know we can be good together. I'm going to get a little NFSW or NSFW, whatever it is here. If you didn't remember this part, Natalie was reading this part of her email, one of the emails that Laura sent to Clayton. And she said, however, it occurred to me, you might believe me more about my maternity paternity if you were inside me and felt how tight I would be after not having sex in more than a year. Maybe then you'd believe I hadn't been sleeping around. And again, wouldn't be doing me any big favor. Having sex with me is a privilege and not something I have done for a long time. Of all the crazy things that we've heard in this case, that's probably taking the cake. Like, hey, all you have to do is have sex with me so I can prove to you I haven't had sex in a long time because I'm not loose down there. Are you kidding me? And I can't reiterate it enough. If this was the other way around, not only would the man not even be able to be within probably a thousand feet of this woman, he'd probably be in jail if he sent that many emails to a woman who kept rejecting him. Yet this woman has been able to get away with murder over this. I I do not blame Clayton one bit for anything he's done and how he's handled any part of this case. 1,000%. I can only imagine the mindfuck this woman put him through for the last eight months, and it's still not over. That's the disappointing part. This podcast brought to you by HelloFresh. You get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteveFree and use promo code RealitySteveFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while your subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash RealitySteveFree with promo code RealitySteveFree. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Also brought to you by Microdose. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at Microdose.com. Promo code RealitySteve. It's available nationwide. That's Microdose.com. Promo code RealitySteve for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com. Promo code RealitySteve. Continuing on with this, the whole gaslighting aspect of this is unreal to me because this woman is constantly telling a guy, you're the father, you're the father, look at this, pregnancy stick. I took a pregnancy test in your bathroom. It showed two two lines, I'm pregnant. And it's like, okay, you know, we've been over this. But it's like, okay, Laura, this looks to be that the, the pregnancy test that she took in front of him seemed to be within four weeks of their hookup. Maybe it was in July, whatever. It's like, okay, pregnancy stick shows two lines, shows a pregnancy. Okay, fine, great, wonderful. 
Clayton did the right thing. He's like, okay, you know, there's probably still some doubt in his head. And he's like, okay, I just want to get to the, you know, the ultrasound of this. I want to be, and then she just starts flipping out because she knew, you know. And I just can't reiterate enough how, and all of you kind of see this, how I, I guess unimportant her being pregnant on a pregnancy stick is because in September, when you were four months removed from peeing on that stick, in October, five months, in November, six months, and December, seven months, when you were removed from that, who cares what a pregnancy stick said when you took it a month after you hooked up with Clayton? You carried it out to seven months. So you're so willing to scream at everybody, I tested pregnant, look it. But then when you actually were pregnant, you didn't provide anything. So it's just mind-boggling that she was so focused on a pregnancy stick. I, I just... The, the, the craziness behind all this is unbelievable. The story about how she served him papers in Miami and she served them to Jess Gerard. Glitter Jess, Baby Jess from Zack Season and Bachelor in Paradise. Why? Because she heard clearly Clayton on a podcast somewhere saying when he was asked by Ben Higgins uh, on their podcast, he said, or maybe it was Bachelor Happy Hour, who would you be interested in if you were ever going down to Paradise? And he said Jess. So Laura sends Jess paperwork in Miami, finds her, finds her on the Internet and sends paperwork. Clayton had never even spoken to Jess in his life. That's the level of crazy we're dealing with here. So anybody saying, leave this alone, it's not your story, why are you still covering this? No, 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 no. This woman is fucking dangerous, okay? If you haven't learned that by now, I think you kind of knew, but when you listen to Clayton tell everything yesterday, <laughs> it should be drilled into your head how awful this looks. So I know a lot of you are waiting for my take on the whole Nick Vial aspect of this. And I'm going to repeat it again because I know there are people that still just can't get over the fact they think this is sour grapes. They think I'm being petty because Clayton went on with Nick. If that were the case, I wouldn't even be talking about this interview. I wouldn't even be saying I'd be or you know what? If I've been talking about it, I'd be saying like Clayton went on that podcast yesterday. I promoted it. I told you to go listen to it. I'm talking about it today. I'm mentioning Nick by name. I'm not bitter that Clayton did the podcast before he came on with me. I knew he was going to. I was never going to get the first interview with Clayton. I'm very well aware of that, and I'm fine with it. However, after everything we heard yesterday, I have not texted Clayton. I know that Dave spoke with Clayton. I don't think Clayton brought my name up in the podcast, and when I listen to it, I don't really see a point where he really could have. But Clayton 100% said Dave Neal's name on Nick's podcast yesterday, and Nick edited it out. Dave contacted Nick yesterday. As far as I know, Nick never responded to him, which is not a shocker. Every time we've called Nick out for something, whether publicly or even privately, he doesn't respond. Because he thinks he's above us. He doesn't feel like he needs to address people. Even though we have legitimate reasons. This isn't whining. This isn't sour grapes. 
Clayton says Dave Neal's name. And here's the thing. If you listen to the podcast, you know exactly where Clayton brought up Dave's name for the first time. And that was the whole first hearing. And Clayton got out of the hearing and Dave texted him and said, hey, man, you did a good job today. Clayton didn't even know the first hearing was being live streamed by the Arizona courts. So Dave texts him that and he's like, what are you talking about? So when Clayton is relaying the story yesterday to Nick, he says a podcaster and then the audio clearly cuts off a podcaster. Dave Neal takes out the Dave Neal part and it says just says a podcaster contacted me and said you did a great job today. So and then it's it was confirmed by Clayton. Clayton said Dave's name um, and Nick cut it out. So we have no idea what Nick's reasoning is. I told Dave yesterday, I said, look, if he responds to you, which I doubt he will. But if he does, his answer will be, number one, you're not the story. I didn't need your name in there. It didn't it didn't add to anything. Or he's going to say my audio or engineer guy, whoever edits Nick's podcasts, he took it out. I had no idea. Those are the only two answers that Nick would give to that because he would never admit, yeah, I took it out myself because I'm a petty bitch, which he is. I'm sorry, but him doing that to Dave is total bullshit because here's the thing. If you even want to side with Nick and say, you know what? Yeah, it's why does Dave's na- deal, Dave Neal's name even have to be in that podcast? It's it's not about Dave Neal. It's about Clayton. I would say in the context that Clayton brought it up, a podcaster raising almost $10,000 for him to defend himself. Because remember, Dave was the one that came up with the GoFundMe for Clayton who didn't have representation after that first hearing when Dave said, yeah, you did great, but you probably should still get a lawyer. I'll help you out here. And you're going to cut Dave Neal's name out of that? A guy trying to help out another guy and a guy who did help out another guy by raising almost $10,000 for him so he could get a lawyer for the second hearing that was, what, 10 days later? If Clayton just threw Dave's name Dave's name out there for the hell of it, maybe Nick could justify cutting Dave's name out of the podcast. But it was an important part of the story. Without Dave's help, Clayton might not have ever gotten legal help. Possibly. We don't know. But that got him on the right track. And look, Nick, you did a two-hour interview with Clayton. You really think... One mention of Dave Neal's name is going to derail the whole interview and be like, oh, it's not about Dave Neal. It's about Clayton. I'm sorry. One mention of Dave in the podcast is not derailing the interview and going to sidetrack everything. It's not going to hijack the interview and all of a sudden make it about Dave. It just. It is. You know, I've said this all the time about Nick. All he cares about is himself. And he thinks he's above other people. And he definitely thinks he's above. And he is above. In terms of like ratings and um, podcast listens and downloads, of course. He definitely gets more than me and Dave and Game of Roses and She's All Batch. But that's why he feels like he can't even address us. Because he gets more downloads than us. And every time we bring him up, it's just to call him out for certain behaviors. And he just doesn't ever address it. I guarantee he won't address this. If you go to his Instagram from yesterday, either the Vile Files Instagram or his personal Instagram that has the Clayton videos up there, there's so many people in the comments, which I absolutely love. 
so many people in the captions mentioning Dave Neal and myself about how we've talked about this for four months. So many. I mean, so many to the point where either he would have to shut off his comments or spend an awful amount of time going through and deleting everybody that mentions Dave and I because it's over 50% of his comments are mentioning it. His YouTube channel still has people talking about Dave on there, but he, as told to me by many people who left comments mentioning Dave and or me, he's deleting some of those or somebody in his camp is. I don't know what he does in terms of his own comments, but I I don't know what else to tell you people. Like every single time I bring up Nick Vial, it's because he has said and dumped something that I think needs to be called out and he needs to be held accountable for. I don't just rip on the guy to rip on the guy. Yes, I don't like him. I've told you why I don't like him. It's personal. It has nothing to do with he's got a better podcast or gets more downloads than me. Has nothing to do with that. It's how he has treated me as an individual, you know? So I will call him out when he does stuff. I've called out Ben and Ashley when they've said stuff on their podcast that has been problematic. They just do it way less, so you don't hear me talking about them as much. If Joe and Serena did a horrible podcast and said something totally out of line, like Nick does a lot and puts his foot in his mouth, I'd call them out. It's just Nick does it more than those people, so he's an easy target. Go back to everything I've called Nick out on for. Every single one of those was legitimate. I'm not just taking, talking about Gary's wife and Gary dating before the cold, the body is cold. You don't think I should have brought that up? I disagree if you think I shouldn't have brought that up. So that's what I'm saying. We're never going to get an answer out of Nick. He's never going to address this. You'd have to ask him, why would you remove Dave Neal's name from that when Clayton mentioned him one time? And it was in a helping manner, like, hey, a podcaster stuck his neck out for me and started a GoFundMe, raised some money for me. That's a negative? That's going to derail the interview and everyone's going to be talking about Dave? Like like I said, Nick will take two stances if he ever addresses this. He'll say it's not about Dave, or he'll say, I don't edit out. I don't edit my own show. Someone else does. My audio engineer does. I had no idea that was being done. Which, if he said that, if that was the answer he gave... I'd call bullshit and I wouldn't believe it. I wouldn't be able to prove it, but I just wouldn't believe it. Because why? We know what Nick has done in the past. We know that he just does not want to address podcasts that he feel are beneath him. When all we're doing is asking to hold himself accountable for the stuff that he says and the stuff that he does. And he never does. You know, what's the saying? When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. I say it every time we bring up a story with Nick. Like, what more proof do you need about this guy? It's the same exact shit over and over again. He is so insecure, and he's such a little petty bitch, he couldn't have two words, eight letters uttered on his YouTube and his podcast interview. He couldn't have the words Dave Neal get out on a podcast that was two hours long for God knows what reason, other than he's insecure and he's a whiny little baby. Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Please follow me on Apple Podcasts. Also, rate and review. Sports Daily will be up in an hour from now. I'm going to pick all your playoff games this upcoming weekend. Hopefully, we'll have some good ones this weekend. And we are back Monday. I'm going to have some news for you regarding the merchandise store come Monday. The Reality Steve merch is almost ready to go. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you on Monday. See
Hey! Oh.